And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Down the Garden Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice for your plants, gardens, and landscapes. As landscape designers, Matt and I know it's important and possible to have great gardens that are low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. I'm Joanne Shaw, landscape designer and owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design for the past 11 years. It is currently a design-only business here east of the GTA in Toronto, near Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Here we are. And with me is my co-host, Matthew Dressing. Welcome, Matthew. Welcome, Joanne. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I am Matthew Dressing, horticulturist and landscape designer and owner of Natural Affinity Designs. Natural Affinity is a landscape design and garden maintenance firm servicing Toronto and the Eastern GTA. And as most of you know, I am also an avid uh, garden center employee as well. That's right. So Joanne and I enjoy doing Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting, relevant, and helpful topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from each other, from our research, and from the guests that join us here on the show. As always, we welcome your questions via social media and emails. That's right, we do, and we want to thank everybody for joining us once again down the garden path, and to remember that this show will also then be turned into a podcast, Uh, and so if you're only able to tune in for a bit, or if you're late coming in, we'll we'll repeat this message later, Uh, remember to subscribe to the Down the Garden Path podcast on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be notified every time a new show goes up. So welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Well, it is uh, freezing outside, isn't it? <sighs> I swear, on the way here, I, as I was getting in the car, I felt ice pellets and yes. some sleet hit my face. Yes. What I is know. going on? I know. It's <laughs> April 29th, everybody. Honestly. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Come on. We're I know. And we are talking. We are excited to have our uh, monthly segment back, kind of our se- gardening season monthly segment, right? Yeah. Uh, so we are excited to chat about May in the Garden. Um, as Matt writes, Matt, uh, May marks the beginning of the upcoming, albeit very short, gardening season here in southern Ontario with the Victoria Day weekend generally marking the average last frost date for gardeners here in the GTA. May brings us many inspiring ideas and trends, but there are many not-so-inspiring things we need to get done to give our gardens their best chance in the year ahead. Tonight, Matt and I are going to talk all about what to do and what not to do in the May garden. And uh, we're really hoping that uh, you have lots of questions for us. We're ready. We're ready to talk gardening. If we can't get our hands dirty... Um, we want to talk about it, right? You got it. That's right. So, uh, and we also have some, um, you know, some garden trends that we can talk about as well as some May stars of the garden, yes. which is exciting because it's always good to know some hot plants, uh, that we can pop in. So there's always lots to talk about. Um, and we love talking to you, our listeners. So please send in your questions to instudio101 at gmail.com. You got it. Yeah. Speaking of inspiration, yes. Uh, if you're in the GTA area, uh, we did have the Peterborough Garden Show. We did, and uh, we talked to Colleen, or you talked to Colleen Viscoff before yes. Easter. Yeah, all two about weeks it. ago. Yeah, right. Uh, so check out that podcast. Uh, but you got to go. I fell ill. Yes, you were supposed to go on Saturday. I, I was. I, yeah. 
And I went for I did I go went Friday night so um, because I was busy at a horticultural AGM on Saturday so uh, I kind of arranged my schedule to go Friday evening so it was really cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a listener question <laughs> uh, from Reality Radio One Hundred and One. Uh, coffee, Matt. One sugar, one milk. Uh, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Send your Tim cards too. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but how so was yeah, it? it was good. It was really, it was not a nice weather day. So it was nice to see it was so weather. It was another cold, rainy. It was a Friday night. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, yeah, I think the new venue went well. Nice. I think um, there's lots of parking. You know, it was a bit of a hike, but you know, if there's going to be a big parking lot, then you're going to have to walk, right? Yeah. Um, and but it was certainly for the Friday night. It was certainly well attended, and nice. from some of the hints, uh, Colleen, you know, just posted a, a thank you to everybody, and she said, you know, everything went well except that um, the whole city and and Eastern Ontario arrived Saturday at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was really busy. I think people are dying to, for. I mean, look forward to it. Um, the fact that there's so many vendors that are garden specific, you know, garden art, garden. Uh, tools, gar- plants. There's a lot, there were a lot of vendors there with plants. So I think that really, it's really geared for the gardeners. And uh, yeah, um, there were no speakers. For, well, there were. Um, so I was able to, Friday night, um, Mark and Ben Cullen were speaking. Nice. Um, so I got to hear, it was kind of an informal chat with them. So I got to hear them speak. And um, have you heard of the Pete Udolph um, documentary? Uh, yes. Yeah. So they were playing that Friday night. I was saying, you got to see it, didn't you? Yes, oh, we did. We got to see that. that. So it was good. Um, I, I, I'd love to see it again as well. Um, a lot of subtitles. I mean, he's Dutch, so, you know, they're not <laughs> always speaking English. But um, but no, it was very good. It was very interesting. Uh, so that for our listeners, if you have, if you are a gardener and if you're keen, you can, um, Pete Udolph is a famous landscape designer. Mm. Uh, he designed the High Line. He designed Lurie. I didn't realize Lurie Gardens in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. They kind of sh- showed the evolution of that, which was really cool. Um, so he's done some really major things and he has a specific kind of style. And they have done a documentary where they kind of, you know, interview him and kind of follow him around for a bit. And it's really fascinating. So my only complaint is they seem to only really promote it and show it um, during gardening season when we're all too busy to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know last year at downtown Toronto, it was playing for one night and it was like mid-May. And I know Nancy and I were like, are you kidding me? We can't get down there. So this was really an extra bonus that they had that playing Friday night. And I believe they were pl- they replayed it on Saturday as well. So. Um, so, yeah, look for That's it, right. uh, you know, with your documentary theater uh, locations or your small, you know, independent theaters are uh, are playing it. Um, it's not, I believe, yet available like on Netflix or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of a really interesting thing. Mind, ins- mind of a landscape designer and, and totally old school hands. You see him drawing the icons with pencil, like different color markers and different shapes of flowers yeah. and and coloring the areas and stuff. It's It really is neat to see um, him do something by hand at the scale with which he's designing. So it was pretty impressive. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely check that out. I know, I know. So that was exciting. Yeah, so I'm sorry to hear that you were under the weather, but uh, yeah. It was a good show, though. 
mm-hmm. lots to do and yeah. see. And yeah, there was. There was. You know, it was. Um, I didn't end up buying anything. I didn't. Know, I was going to ask. I know. I didn't. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, I don't really go for the plants because I can get plants myself. You yeah. know. So. Um, so yeah, so that was good. I, I bumped into people I knew. I got to see some of that. Like we had Dawn. I got to meet Colleen. So we'd never met face to face, even perfect. though I'd interviewed her a few times for the show. Um, Dawn from Gardens Plus was there. Oh, yeah, so I got great. to see uh, a few people, and so that was really good. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think I think it definitely was a hit and ushered in uh, spring uh, for all of the Eastern GTA. Yes, <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. So. Uh, yeah. So, what is happening at the garden center? Have, have you, I know you work today. Yes. Uh, yes. I didn't know if you were sick on the weekend, but it, you did work today. So, so still setting up and getting ready for the season. Still setting up. Still uh, a lot of nursery stock is in. Okay. There are a good selection of perennials, but there's lots of uh, interesting pots and accessories, and still putting the finishing touches on some displays. But things are really, really coming together and and looking good and and inspirational. Custom work is looking good. Uh, people are, are starting to get their cool weather pansies and ranunculus okay. and ivies and snapdragons all out there. And uh, How about bulbs? Like, can people buy some bulbs yep. that are already growing and then put them in their containers? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, tulips, daffodils, hyacinths, okay. all those groups for sure. Okay. Uh, so people are, are, are itching to get out there. Uh, it is still really cold. Mm-hmm. So if you are buying anything like perennials, uh, that are maybe coming out a little further. You'll see, like at our garden center, we'll have we have perennials out. We have like daylilies, and they're like two feet tall. And really? Yeah, and they're they're a month and a half plus ahead of themselves. So if you are buying anything already grown perennial, note that like a day like today, where it's like, keep them in the garage. Yeah, keep them bright light somewhere, yeah. semi warm, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't bring them, them in the house. Like, that's. That's not good. I actually, yeah. I would just say, don't buy those. No, <laughs> no, it's great to go out and look and see lots yeah. of fun stuff. Uh, but again, just like the show, right? It's very inspiring. But be careful with what you yes, buy and you put yes, outside. For sure. Nursery stuff. There's lots of stuff that's out in leaf. There, the magnolias mm-hmm. are are in. Uh, they're flowering. We get ours from a little further. Uh, northern United States, so they're okay. a little ahead, a couple of weeks ahead of them here. There's a couple on my street that are starting to flower, but mm. the buds are just cracking mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so I was just in a coffee shop working before the show, and there's a magnolia outside the the coffee shop, a small <laughs> one. I was like, oh, and th- yeah, same thing. The buds are huge, but not quite yet. Yeah, yeah, nice and fat. So just be careful. Yeah, I, we we had to take something off of our benches. Uh, a couple of stilbies actually, because they got covered in ice. The, oh, the wind geez. and the, the rain that was coming and then the wind just froze oh, the water gosh. that had got on their edges. So it is very, very cold. Yeah. So inspiring. Good time to get in and get anything for your lawn. Okay. Uh, but Although things are still dormant there. Too, exactly. But right? still just kind of be careful there, too. And, and we're going to talk about that in our do's and don'ts, I'm sure, for. Yes, because and we are sure that you have lawn questions because everybody always does. <laughs> it's May. We know you do. Just, we know just you write do. Them in now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just get them on their way. Um, yeah. So the uh, so the weather isn't cooperating, but I mean yeah. spring's bound to come anyway. Exactly. So so it'll be here before we know it, and uh, so it's just take your time and kind of enjoy that. You know, you don't have to do too much yet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Enjoy just the warming up and being outside in those nice cooler sunny days yeah speaking of gardens what about your garden is it doing anything yet 
Um, I do have, um, it's a viburnumut. I don't know what the name is. I bought it when I, it's one of my first plants I put in the garden. Uh, it's blooming. So yeah, I have a spring bloomer. Beautiful. Um, my hell, I took a picture of my hellebores that are done. So I definitely need to buy some more hellebores because I need those to pops of color in uh, more places mm-hmm. in the garden. Um, yeah, so it's, I did get a garden cleanup done. So I've kind of, uh, cut back a few things, um, and, uh, kind of done a, done a bit of a cleanup. Um, my, you know, I didn't cut a lot back, but like my ornamental grasses are cut back and, uh, I did take some length out of my, or some height out of my, uh, limelight hydrangeas and my oak leaf hydrangeas. Um, my oak leaf hydrangeas didn't bloom last year. So I'm always like, okay, do I trim them? Don't I trim them? But they are like a little spraggly looking. So I I did do some, not all the way, like not really hard. I don't know. Do you think I should prune them really hard? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just did some deadheading and. Some of the longer, you know, just kind of varied the stems a bit. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, other than that, I mean, I looked at what um, I'm always curious because I'm, uh, I don't know if our listeners know. So, I have a uh, garden that goes right. I don't have a sidewalk on my side of the um, yard, uh, street. And my garden goes right from my front walkway to the sh- curb. So, and we did get so much snow and I'm kind of on the corner. So I've got quite a little, we call it a hell strip, but in my, it's kind of like a hell island, I guess, for my <laughs> yard. Um, and so I'm always you know, curious because, and all my neighbors across the street, because we had so much snow, they push their snow across the street onto my garden. Mm. There's nowhere else for them to put it, right? Because uh, their homes are a bit closer together. So I was curious to know, like, how is their salt damage? How are how is everything looking? And so far, so good. Nice. You know, so it's still there's still nothing like not a ton of greening up yet. Um, but uh, you know, the perennials, like certainly like my catmint and and uh, roseanne geranium. You know, we've cut back last year's growth, and you know, in the center of those plants, it's the green is coming up. And yeah, so we will see exciting i know i know it's always a bit of a challenge and and i love being able to kind of test out what grows and what doesn't grow and what's salt tolerant what isn't salt tolerant so that i can share that with my listeners and my clients is there anything right now that you are excited to try this year or or is there something that you are really anticipating doing well coming through your trying now like next last year to this year um, you know what I want? Well, I, I'm not necessarily related to the salt, but uh, last year I did plant those um, variegated um, irises with the green and white foliage. Yeah. And even though, and I have to say, I, I planted one clump of them, and I have to say, even though the bloom is, you know, it's fairly short-lived, it's not huge, no. but I have to say that foliage looks so cool from now, from like two weeks ago, till right till the frost last year. So yeah. I, I kind of did a little walkthrough, and I took some pictures of my garden. I love taking pictures of, you know, I did it before the garden cleanup, and I did it after the garden cleanup, and, and I'm like, you know what, I need like four or five more of those clumps and kind of just spread out like those pops of white and that texture is just a contrast of all the other kind of sprawly things and and stuff so yeah so I I think that's one thing I'm I'm excited to add Um, and I really I learned from the Landscape Ontario conference as well to think of plants as mulch yeah and um, so I do need more mulch but I really do would like to get more of a ground cover kind of understory my plants um, going so yeah very nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some exciting things. I love the the fr- uh, fragrance of that that flower. Oh that, yeah, the hydrant uh, the iris. I didn't even realize it was fragrant. Yeah, if you smell it when it's in full bloom, if it's the same variety, which it probably is, because it's the common one we have around yes. here. Yes. 
but it smells like you've just ripped open a package of grape Kool-Aid powder. Really? Yeah. It smells like someone has just come around and put a little bit of that sugary powder in the flour. It's so amazing. Oh, neat. It's so neat. fun. Neat. Yeah. So... Well, that's good. So, yeah. So I think that's, you know, uh, my mind starts racing, but I'm like busy with design. So it's like I can't, it's hard to focus on my own garden sometimes, (laughs) you know. So I'm just happy the cleanup got done. Uh, Probably a little early now that it's still so cool, but uh, but you got to do it when you, I mean, I had to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially sure. the ornamental grasses, they started to grow. So you, you want to kind of... Oh, yeah. Once they start, you got to get those done. Yeah. 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 For sure. You do. You do. You do. So, oh, we've got a question, a listener question. Carla. Carla's writing in. Hi, Joanne and Matt. Uh, I just turned in a few minutes ago. Uh, the Peterborough Garden Show was already. Darn, she missed it. Uh, she really wanted to go. Do you know of any others in the GTA in the next few weeks? Thanks. Uh, P.S. Love your radio show. Oh, thanks Carla. thanks, Carla. I don't. Um. Well, the Toronto Botan- did they have their spring fling this weekend? I thought it was this weekend too. Yeah, I think it was. So I think everything was kind of this weekend, Carla. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, Toronto Botanical Gardens ha- usually has like a spring fling. I think uh, most hort societies have had their uh, CD Saturdays. Lots of plant sales coming up though. So yes. check out your local area for plant sales from your horticultural societies. I know Pickering's is May 11th. I think May 11th is a big weekend for Oshawa, like for a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so th- I know there's a listing. If you go to uh, Garden Making Magazine, they do a listing of all the gardening events. And uh, yeah, so that should be a big help, uh, Carla, if you're in the area. And, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry you missed it. Uh, yeah. You can hear all about it on la- and, uh, the last show uh, podcast that was released a couple weeks ago. Um, so thank you again for uh, listening to our show. Yeah. Uh, so what should we hit next? I know. May in the Garden. May in the Garden. So w- we had already talked about, or you had already talked about doing uh, a little cleanup. So you've... Um, <laughs> So you've you've done your cut your back your grasses. So if you yes. haven't cut back your big ornamental grasses, uh, we can start doing that. Anywhere from what do you cut yours back? Which ones do you have? I have uh, I really have uh, just Car- well the tall ones. I have Carl Forrester. Okay. And then I have some blood grass and some Japanese forest grass, which I didn't really cut because then you don't know where they are. Yeah. Like because it, <laughs> because it's been so cool, they haven't really started growing. So I have, and I have some sedge ones, and I kind of was like, okay, no, let's leave all that stuff alone, <laughs> so I'm not messing with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. But um, the car and the thing about, I mean, I love Carl Forrester for the fact that it is one of the cooler season grasses, so it will start to grow mm-hmm. uh, a little earlier. So that's why it does need to be cut down. If you have any of the miscanthus yeah. or any of the um, what's the Panacea. Shenandoah Kella, what's the Shenandoah? The Panicum. Panicum. Yeah. Those grasses. are thank you switch grasses. Those are definitely the warmer season. Yeah. So don't worry, don't pull them out, don't bring them back to the nursery. Right. You know, you are looking the end after the May long weekend, the end of May, beginning of June before those ones. And they'll go fast, not to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, they catch up. They do. They really, they really do. do. But they just need some heat. And with the cool temps we've had during the day, never mind the cool temps at night, yeah. they're a little slower. So that tends to be why I really, um, maybe I kind of even overuse Coral Forester in my designs a little bit or just, I, I like it. I like that it does grow faster. 
It's a solid plant for sure. Oh yeah, uh, very it really is beautiful. Yeah, it, lo- it stays upright. You know, exactly, very yeah. upright for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So get out there, cut those guys back. Uh, again, depending on the size of your variety, anywhere from eight inches to a foot and a half is sufficient to get mm-hmm. all that dead away. Uh, if you do see some new growth coming, do not cut through the new growth. Uh, just leave those tips. It kind of it starts to grow. It looks a little flat. Right. And, and those blades have grown and they've grown once. They're not going to regenerate or give you new tips. Oh, okay. So now, what if we wanted to divide them, though? Like, let's say we wanted to dig out that clump and kind of cut that in half or cut it into three. Yep. And, but there's new growth happening. Is that okay? Yeah. So you can you can divide all those roots and take those segments away. Okay. Uh, so you should dig out the whole... Right. Dig up that root ball as big as you can. Right. Uh, depending on how big and how wide it is. Maybe it just needs half uh, to quarters. If she's a nice two to three foot clump, you can right. probably get four to six pieces out of her. Uh, if she's fairly small and you want to divide her. If she's within three years, I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd leave her for right. a, a good couple, uh, three to four years before you get her. Get her okay. some good size okay um but then yeah you can divide her and, and just don't cut any of that new green stuff okay from the top down. from the top no, nobody can see you with your hands yes i know he's I'm making like this cutting motion and you know unfortunately on the radio yeah. right cut, cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah any of the new growth coming out don't cut yeah no haircut. No, no haircut no haircut no haircut oh, but you can saw root through cuts. it you can saw through <laughs> those roots but you cannot give it a haircut exactly. um and that would probably be the same i i'm sure hostas are probably not even really peeking out yet no because of the so cool but if they are or if you know where you know confidently where they are um then you could do the same thing kind of di- if you need to divide it you could kind of dig them out now i kind of like i find it easier to dig the whole thing out and then same. divide it and then put you know the one back and take the other two or three away as opposed to trying to like cut it in half in the ground in the ground i agree uh, i like know. to take the whole thing out and then yeah work yeah and, and usually a nice i get a like an old short like long knife and you know kind of like a bread knife kind of like you know serrated knife that's the word yeah serrated. yeah serrated serrated, <laughs> serrated <laughs> knife and uh, and cut through those roots so that's tends to be how i cut uh, ornamental grasses and hostas and yeah. a sure sign i know definitely if you don't know how old it is or if it's time really to me the telltale sign is the kind of die out in the center don't you agree yeah. yeah yeah she's starting to die out in the center she needs some division and some yes revitalization there for yeah sure. yeah for sure yeah. so ornamental grasses kind of do that too where there's kind of gaps in the center as do hostas so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that is definitely one of the garden tasks you can do um still be mindful of i know i'm always the lecturer on the compressing the soil lecture and the stay out of the garden lecture and and stuff but especially with the cool temps and the moisture we've had a lot of rain we're gonna get rain more tonight apparently wednesday is gonna be a washout so really walking on your lawn walking in your garden um you know, it's it's really if you can avoid it, please avoid it because it's just compressing uh, the soil and uh, really um, preventing some of that water to, that that's important to our gardens now and later uh, from really uh, penetrating. Yeah, exactly. You need that water to penetrate and that that oxygen exchange to happen. So that's right. It slows things down. And I ha- I saw a shocking thing today. A shock. What? <laughs> I I was picking. I was in a plaza and. Whoever does the property maintenance, Matthew, they were cutting the grass. They were mowing the lawn. They were mowing the lawn. What? I know it's not growing. I can't. Even I don't know what they were doing. I mean, so I mean that I f- I just feel bad because it's you know they're mowing it so they can charge for it, right? So 
Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I just wanted to stop. Like, honest to goodness, it was a young kid. Had it been an adult, I think I would have stopped. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe not. I would have stayed in my car anyway. But I was like, what? That I, I, I can't know. even imagine the hearing the sound of a more right now. No, I mean, mo- what are they cutting the water uh, on top I, of the? You know? I don't know. I mean, you could tell uh, the whole like yeah. yeah I, I mean, he's just you know they've sent him out. They need him to do something. And he was cutting. He wasn't aerating or no, nope, no. Nope, he was nope. cutting. He was definitely cutting. Yeah. And there's nothing to cut really, nope. right? Nope. And that's nope. bad to tire. It was a rider mower, of course. No, actually, it wasn't. It was, it was a, a push hand? mower. Yeah, okay. so that's for me. I think they just had a worse. young kid, and they needed something for him to do yeah. so he can get paid. And oh my goodness, you know, they that's had crazy. him out in this plaza that you know mowing from like the parking lot to the street kind of thing. That's and I'm crazy. like, oh my goodness, what <laughs> in the world? So, yeah, it was crazy. But I, yeah, I, can't I know. So, so please. You know, we'll segue shortly into our lawns, but <laughs> uh, they do not need cutting. They do not need watering. No, yeah, there's lots of groundwater, there's lots of rain, the the ground is still very cool, it's still thawing out, uh, things aren't really going to grow. Uh, we got a good uh, listener question here. Hi, Cody. Uh, you guys are funny. When are you going to be on Facebook Live? Would love to see Matt's hand puppeteering. Love the show. Thanks, <laughs> Cody. Uh, we tried that once. We did say we would do it again. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, we'll have to plan that, but we don't have a date yet. <laughs> maybe at the end, maybe... Yeah, well, we talked about doing it for this, uh, this the, our monthly show. For our monthly shows, and we yeah. could bring in some plants. Yeah, and, uh, so maybe we'll try that again for, for June, maybe. There you go, Cody. There you so go. Stay, you tuned, stay tuned Stay tuned. But yes, it is always funny when the two of us kind of forget that we're not on TV. Yes. <laughs> not that we want it, but well, at least I don't want to be on TV. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening, <laughs> Cody. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so stay off everything. I, I agree with you completely there. Remember, too, a lot of things, especially in the garden center, everyone is anxious to get out there and feed mm. uh, things. So good. It, it is going to happen this month. But remember, if it's asleep, it's not eating. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're in bed and I bring you turkey dinner, <laughs> you're unless I wake you up, you're not really going to be eating it. Same with thing with our plants. So you can put it down uh, if you really want to. I still wouldn't. Uh, again, it's it's so rainy and cold. It's not really activating. It's going to wash away. It's going to dissolve. Yeah. You're, you're wasting your time. So wait until you start to see some growth. Then get out there, and that's when she's going to be actively looking for resources. So hold on. The only thing you really would be feeding and just kind of going into the, the putting down right now that is technically a fertilizer would be your corn gluten. Okay. And we're right on the edge of that for that crabgrass start with the forsythia. Because forsythia, if, if you're not familiar with it, if you look around and when you're driving around, it's that big yellow thing that's starting to just go all yellow flowers. I haven't seen any in my neighborhood. How about you? I have, yeah. Have you? Um, okay. And in a weird spot, I saw one that was really shady, uh, like on the east northeast side of a couple tall evergreens, and she was going. Really? I thought, you must be really cold in there, but (laughs) you're you're actually getting some good color. So yeah, so go out on your lawn, but the only thing you would ever want to do right now, ever, is no raking, no mm, whatever. So many, everybody's raked. Exactly. Their lawns. It's Honest done to gosh, that. you guys are so keen about the. I, at least my neighborhood in my where I drive, they are so keen to get at those rakes, man. So if you haven't done it, give yourself a good pat on the back because you shouldn't have done it. I haven't <laughs> done it. You can tell my lawn. I've done crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's just because you know we were coming. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And also because I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, really, I think sometimes spring is being lazy. The fall is a bit certainly being lazy these days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's no um, there's no rush. No, no. The only, yeah, the corn gluten, if you've got a big weed problem. Because the corn gluten stops all those crabgrass seeds. Mm-hmm. So. But you do need to apply it for a couple consecutive years. The, yeah, the more you put down and the more regularly seasonally you put down, the corn protein will build into okay. that, those weedy areas. Okay. So if you can put it down in the fall and then again in the spring, that would okay. be good. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if I should do it. I know I did uh, get a text from my friend who moved to Sarnia, um, and they live across the street from kind of a naturalized area. Oh, nice. And she said like 10 minutes after her husband put the corn gluten down, um, the ducks were literally walking across the street. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for feeding sure. feeding off of her lawn. So, yeah, so I don't know how many weeds are going to be protected. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the downside is that the critters love. It is. It's it's literal corn byproducts. Yeah. I say that, too. If you know you've got flocks of birds hanging out or geese or if you're down by the lake yes and the seagulls are starting to come towards the beaches yeah you're you're yeah. in for some fun yeah <laughs> yeah you're definitely in for so. some fun go ahead oh i was gonna say uh uh gwen is writing in uh hi new listener from fredericton new brunswick we love it thank you gwen we love uh knowing where you are welcome to the show uh, i heard about the show from a guy that works with mark cullen Highly recommended, you guys. Nice show. Oh, that's well, great! Thank you very much, Gwen. Yeah, welcome uh, to the welcome to the show, Gwen. Yeah. Um, we're always excited, and I what uh, you have to write in and let us know what zone you are because we're always we I'd it's so eclectic, right? Yeah. We've had the Las Vegas people and the <laughs> California people chime in and make us feel like really bad because they've got the, such a long growing season yeah. and and uh, and uh, but we definitely are co- uh, commiserate with uh, higher zones, right? Yes. <laughs> like like new. Brunswick and uh, yeah and a shout out to next week where just preempt uh, that Nikki Jabour is joining us from Nova Scotia so yeah. that's going to be exciting um, so we definitely uh, give a good shout out to Eastern Canada yes Eastern Canada it's your time that's right yeah. So, yeah, so staying off uh, the lawns, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. But um, when it does dry out, as May progresses, uh, it's a good time. You can start putting down some composts, revitalize that soil, mm-hmm. uh, do any amendments to your veggie gardens that you need to do. Uh, kind of start prepping those. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Start prepping those, remove any of the weeds. Remember, things like tomatoes can be very heavy feeders. Mm. Um, so that crop rotation or making mm-hmm. sure they get those nutrients back into the soil. If you plant in the same spot, uh, just make sure you get those guys in there again. Now, speaking of tomatoes, so I'd love to know if our, oh, 5B. So Gwen, you're the same as us. So we're 5B here in oh, on- wow. Ontario as well. So there That's you go. amazing. I, I know. never think that. I know. No. Okay. Yeah, but she's probably the water probably. That probably right? does help. Yeah. Um, vegetables. So, Steve, so do we have any listeners who've started or ambitious? Have you done seed? Do you normally do seeds? I don't, but I went after um, indigo rose cherry tomatoes. Sorry, um, say that again. Indigo rose. Indigo rose. Uh, cherry tomatoes. Okay. And so. Uh, seeds? Uh, seeds, yes. Oh, okay. Semi-determinate bush variety. Uh, really like near, it's one of the darkest uh, and my seed pack says it is the darkest, but one of a very, very dark, dark, like black blue okay. cherry tomato uh, with a good acidity, but a nice sweet flavor to it at the same time. So I've started to kind of grow those. And All right. We've got an 80 day. Okay. Uh, so I yeah. thought, why not? 
Yeah, go for it. good for it. Yeah, yeah, I just like admire the seed packages on my shelves. <laughs> I, yeah. I never seem to get around to uh, to planting anything, but uh, yeah. So uh, I every year, I know, I know. Julie would be so disappointed. I'm gonna follow her on social media. Our <laughs> friend who is an avid uh, seed starter um, and written her book on seed starting. Uh, but yeah, no, no seed yeah. starting for me. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to support the garden centers for, I mean, my son will plant vegetables. He's already asking mom, when, when again, when do I plant? I'm like, after the May, they go fishing that weekend. I'm like, after you get back from fishing. Yeah. So uh, putting the vegetables right outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before I speak on that, uh, the other thing I'm going kind of veggie like is um, nasturtiums. Oh, yeah. Really? So okay. Nasturtiums, they're immature seed heads. Yeah. Uh, they're smaller to medium sized leaves, as well as the flowers are, are edible. They are. And have a I very nice peppery taste, I like to add. Excellent. Excellent. So, what do you need to do? Because uh, sometimes flowers need to be either soaked or, or, or roughed up or something like that. Did you have to do anything to those I seeds? I like to soak them for, for okay. four to six hours just to kind of do it. But oh, that's all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So. Are things starting to sprout? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They've and do you have like a lighting and stuff, or are you just doing a window? I just have a south window that I just kind of have a table set back, and it kind of keeps them warm and where they're going. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So, yeah, so if our, any of our listeners have any questions about seed starting, mm-hmm. um, you can send them to Matthew. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know I don't, you know, I know a lot about it, and I've read about it, but uh, it's just I've never really been successful hands-on, so... Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Not everybody is. Yes, not that's <laughs> right. That's right. So there's lots of stuff we can put right in the garden come after the May long weekend. Exactly, exactly. And just in our garden center, we know that um, the second week, the two weeks before the May 2-4 weekend tends to be the peak of when a lot of the vegetables are right. in. So don't wait too long to go and scout your vegetables out. Right. Check your little garden centers. I know we've got things like strawberries, rhubarb, blueberries, okay. uh, more of the shrubby, mm-hmm. berry-producing things out already. Excellent, uh, excellent. More, some cold crop lettuces so take a look just before the may 2-4 weekend for things like that and yeah and even if it's not if we can't put them out into the garden yet you know it is time to you can buy them and and keep them in the garage or something like that right keep them protected uh before you can plant them but yes inventory um it tends to kind of dwindle after that for veggies right especially if you're looking for some rare like super hot peppers or interesting tomatoes and things like that yeah and tune in next week because uh uh, nikki's book um garden uh, vegetable veggie remix um so she's got some exciting unique veggies that we're going to talk about so uh, so yeah so, so cool. some different ones for sure so I think that's going to be great and uh, yeah so I think you know feeding the soil like you said getting your vegetable gardens I'm on some gardening uh, Facebook pages it seems everybody's kind of keen some people are turning veg- uh, perennial beds into veggie beds you know mm-hmm. so they're ta- kind of going to you know donate get rid of their plants and kind of donate them I noticed that that was kind of a common theme, you know. Yeah, and you know what? And just further in uh, our little things, we had some notes on trends. And veggie gardens, again, like Mm -hmm. the garden centers, it's the growing, hottest growing commodity year after year after year. And a lot of the trends are showing that people are like, just like you said, they're sacrificing perennial annual space and they're mixing in veg. The gr- veggies have to be grown everywhere. They're, yes. they're finding spaces in traditional uh, flower bed areas or containers yes. or the mix. So they're they're very hot that way. Yeah, definitely. And yet they still continue to um, uh, containers as well. So yeah. a lot of people are asking, you know, what like will grow in a container? 
what will grow on the balcony like you have yep. uh, or patios. You know, some people are putting in bigger patios and less gardens, but want to have uh, plants and veggies on their patios. So, yeah, it's yeah. really uh, there's really so much versatility now. Yeah. Isn't there? It is. It's very versatile. For yeah. Sure. So that's good. But definitely growing your own food, I think, is uh, definitely a popular trend that isn't uh, showing any signs of slowing down. Nope. Nope, I think it's a new movement, and I hope it's <laughs> here for a very long time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah so that's good. Uh, especially some of those indoor. I know I was visiting a client um, when we went inside to present the quote. They had one of those um, indoor little uh, gardens and so grow under grow lights. So they oh, had nice. their little pods of growing basil and, um, and parsley and, and different pot. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Lights. We need to do a show on that. We have you know, we, you're we're working have to on that because it's legal now. I know, I know. We do we need are. to show. Although the law hasn't figured out how we're there because you can only grow four plants. Right? Yeah, you can only legally possess four, four plants. plants and grow but do you once. guys sell them at the garden center? We don't, and that's the number one question. When are, are your you pot <laughs> supplies coming in, and how many really? pot plants are you guys have? You have talked soon? about that management that eventually that you will provide that? And you know what? We've decided no, that that we, our location won't. Uh, but we have heard there are a lot of uh, smaller greenhouse operations, Niagara-on-the-Lake, that the Golden Horseshoe area, that have closed their annual production uh, for annual herbs and flowers and things, and have gone totally cannabis. Really? Because they can... It's, a, it's yeah. prob- well, so much easier make, and more yeah, profitable yeah. for yeah. them to do. Of course. So I think right now, if you want to grow it, you can either start them from seed, you can order the seeds legally, of mm. course, or you can, I think, even the bare root plants, no? I'm pretty sure uh, w- I, I thought okay, that was I the thing. Okay, I that, but I would believe, yeah, I could yeah. see that. So, uh, but yes, that uh, definitely needs to be a show. And our, I'm sure our U.S. listeners are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, but yes, uh, since cannabis is legal here in Ontario and Canada, and we're still trying to sort out all the ins and outs about it. So growing it is still uh, still uh, a little. I did reach out to a few companies, but I think everybody's reaching out to them. Uh, so I haven't gotten anybody yet to uh, to come on the show. But uh, definitely stay tuned for that episode. Yes. It'll be a growing conversation for sure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And time is flying. Oh, my goodness. I, I know. I know. Um, so we met, did mention a few things about the lawn. So no cutting it. No. I mean, certainly you could put a slow-release fertilizer if you have to. But, again, it's still really sleeping. Yeah. Um, grass seed. Tons of people. I went out for a walk Friday night with a friend. Friday night, Saturday night with a friend. And tons of people had already put soil, top dressing, and seed down. And I'm like, I just... The grass seed will not germinate yes. until our evening temperatures are 15 degrees. And what is that? In Fahrenheit. I have no, no idea. No. Okay, That's Celsius and Fahrenheit. Uh, I don't even know which one. But anyway, it, it needs to be much warmer. Yeah, and the soil <laughs> needs to be warm too. Yes. Yeah, we need those those 16 to 22s and, and that soil temperature. Unless it's like 10 to 12 degrees, she's not even going to consider cracking. Right, right. So, yeah. And yeah, and, and if uh, you don't believe us, it really is on the bag. And teeny, tiny, yes. tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny <laughs> font, but it's on there. So, uh, so I have people like, no, I don't believe you. Uh, you know, I've always done it this early. I'm like, yeah, read the bag. Yes. Yeah. And, and you can put it down. Yeah. But it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And like we said about corn gluten, they're yeah. birds and birds animals and, are And the rain, like a hard rain comes and it's just going to wash Flash it all flood, away. Shift and buried or gone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, definitely. Um, now is also not the time. Like, so in cleaning up our gardens and pruning like the grasses, cutting back some, I just deadheaded for the most part my hydrangeas. I didn't cut 
I cut the limelight, which I'm trying to control the size as well as the oak leaf. I cut back a bit more. But other than that, I really just did a dead head. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I don't, I think it's too soon to do um, like yews and boxwoods, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, you can see some very obvious uh, uh, damage on it. Like it's definitely right. dead. Just let her be. So, uh, the boxwoods and yews and around where I am, they're still half bronzed from it's so cold. They're just greening up. So. Yes. Yeah, because just, and the thing is people are like well what's the harm and it's like well the new growth is coming much like flowers right. really you know you don't want to cut anything that's about to flower so you also don't want to cut your evergreens even though they're green like they're going to shoot as soon as we get some heat you know by the end of may beginning of june right. that's where all their new growth is going to come out right. and so then by mid-june then you can give it a cut back right um so that's why so you know yeah if there's a ton of salt damage on your boxwood then, you know, chances are it may not have, might not survive at all. So yeah, you can cut out some of that damage, but otherwise I would just, I would just hold on to the end of the month. You got it. Yeah. Just, just let her do her growth thing mid May through mid June Mm -hmm. and and then prune it. Yeah. Yeah. You want that new growth to give you that new shape and fill any gaps. That's right. That that the winter damage or something's happened. Yes. Yeah. You can stress her. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. Don't, yeah, don't rush to it. And then that way the, the new growth could maybe hide some of that, you know, salt damage and and things like that. Yeah, exactly. That salt damage or something. Definitely. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Justin writes in, uh, woohoo. Now that will be a show. The Cannabis Hour with Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> thanks, so Justin. we'll have to remember that title now for when we the do, can, do well, the show. The there we go. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Justin. Um, excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to do that one. And so, so we, uh, we're leaving our ewes, our ewes and evergreens and cedars. Everybody leave them alone, leave, right? Leave them alone. It's more of a thing to do in June. Right. It's more of a June in the garden yeah. kind of task. Yeah, okay. for sure. Good. So we will definitely cover that in June. We will. Uh, first aim, fertilizing. Like, they're not really soaking up. They're not actively. Really, they're they're taking in um, food when they're actively growing. And right now, they're still really not actively growing. They're green, right. greening up slowly, but I wouldn't say they're growing, right? No. Yeah. They're, they're, I, they're not growing. They're just kind of chlorophylls are dividing and, and food is, they're just kind of greening. They're yeah. warming up and they're showing their color again. Yep. Okay. So, do you want to talk about, um, we can talk about some of the plants of the year? Do you, or is it plants of the month? What are you? Well, I, I didn't know if we really hadn't and hadn't said anything. And I know they're kind of, everybody's out there, but they're the plants of the year. So right. Every year there's, you know, the American Hosta Association throws out what the hosta of the year is. Okay. And then the garden centers and everybody else has like this. Oh, it's the big one. Yes. And the garden clubs. So so this year, so I, I put the shrub and the perennial and, and things down. And the so annual. Can, yeah. Excellent. Annual. So just quickly, if you haven't already heard. Uh, a hosta lakeside paisley print Ooh. is the hosta of the year. Pretty nice. It's a, a smaller one. It's 18 to 20 inches tall and wa- 23 inches wide. Low-growing mound with greens, yellows, and creams spilling out from the midrib to the wavy upturned edge of the leaf, blooming purple flowers in the summer. And uh, I had a zone there, and I believe it's up to zone four for that one. Okay. Uh, I'm interested. Have you seen this one? It's it was all over Canada. Blooms. All over, yeah, that's where I all saw it. Over, all over right? Canada blooms. So uh, electric love Wagilia from Blooming Easy. Yeah, yeah. At, go go ahead. Ahead. No, no, you go oh, ahead. I was gonna say, okay, this is is a great one. It's only one to two feet tall, 
and three to four feet wide, low mounding, but it's got a true red flower over very dark wine-colored foliage. Yeah, and that I can't wait to see because as much as the fo- that shape was there at Canada Blooms and that dark foliage was there, but nothing was really in bloom. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I'm really excited um, about it. So I usually try to test a couple of these out. I know our f- mutual friend Nancy, who's a landscape, she's putting it in all her designs. I'm like, oh, but wait, like, what do we have to make sure it performs? You know, so <laughs> I, uh, but I don't know if I have any more room for one, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. I'm running out of my uh, room. Hey, there's <laughs> one of those ground living mulches, one to two feet. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I was thinking of something a little um, lower, don't yes. you think? <laughs> but yeah, that's exciting. It is nice to have another one that's compact, that's burgundy, and certainly a true red flower and that's what i find yeah. most interesting red and blue are the hardest true yeah. colors to find so i'd sure. love to see the red okay so everybody that's called the electric love with julia from yeah. blooming easy um and perennial this one's interesting perennial the alpine betony stichus monieri humello uh, 18 to 20 inches tall by 18 to 23 wide. Clump forming, blooming thick spikes of purple flowers through the summer. You can divide it in spring and cut it back hard after flowering to tidy up the medium green, uh, rounded lanceolate uh, serrated leaves. So in four to eight. So uh, much like a, a hosta or a hosta, a heuchera or those cranes bills, you know, as the season really wears on through the summer. Right. They, that new foliage comes through on the bottom. Okay. You can take some of the tired stuff off and okay. tidy it up. So what yeah. does, I'm not familiar with this one. So what does it look like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so medium green, like a salvia, like the flower, kind of, spiky, like spiky yeah, flower. Yeah, I see. So yeah, yeah, kind of like a salvia. Okay, flower, uh, squarish, round stem, uh, kind of tall, about about ten inches tall. Oh, okay, so a, a little thick, shorter. Like nice spike. Maybe it's the thickness or the roundness of a quarter, uh, and then yeah, a shorter flower, maybe four to six inches, with some nice rich purples on it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's good. So that is humello. Yes, humello. And uh, yeah, and we don't usually talk a lot about annuals on the show, but you wrote down uh, an annual. Uh... Yeah, Proven Winners has got the Sedum Mexicanum Lemon Coral. So it reminds me of, it looks very much like our Sedum Angelina. Okay. That uh, yellow spiky Sedum. No, they're marking it as an annual, but will it overwinter, do you think? Not here. Oh, well, it's, it okay. says it's zone seven. So oh, okay. Somewhere. Okay. Maybe, so yeah, we have some zones at Lucky Zone seven to eleven listeners. We do. <laughs> so seven to eleven, yeah. And, and if you if you do like it, you know the the Angelina is the perennial version for uh, six through one zones. Okay. Zones six through one or one through six. One through six. Yeah. Okay. So just vigorous, drought tolerant, beautiful chartreuse foliage. Okay. Good. Uh, not really grown for its flowers. Okay. Yeah. So great for containers. Probably a nice thing to kind of hang over the edges. Yeah. Right. Some ground yeah. covers. Okay. Excellent. Um, and the last of the year, as we come into the last 10 minutes, um, living coral is the Pantone color of the year. So very coral, coral, orangey, salmon-y kind of color uh, to me. Uh, but you can find them in petunias. There's begonia, verbenas, uh, pelargonium, zinnias, dahlias. The new at the, or the newer at last rose that you're going to see everywhere oh, okay. has that kind coral. of color, coral color, echinaceas, lots of different perennials and plants that are out there. So if you like to keep up with the color of the year, yeah, there's lots to choose from. Yeah, or if you just want something different, you know, if yeah. you've always done the red or you've always done the fuchsia, you know, it's nice to know that there'll be some options, a bit more options with the coral. 
uh, this year. So, uh, sure. so yeah, so that'll be good. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Um, there's yeah, there's always a lot to to choose from, and I know we're just all excited to get them in, <laughs> get them in the stores. Oh, yeah. I do want to remind everybody too. Um, I know everybody gets keen um, in a couple of weeks around Mother's Day weekend and buying your mother those uh, flowering baskets and stuff. Um, just keep in mind that they're 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 not along. You're not the thing to to pl- to buy. Well, I just am biased. I think it's better to buy a gift certificate for one later in the bit later in the season. Yeah. Because those ones are kind of forced early and really blooming and really root pot and root bound, and so they don't tend to last uh, through the month of May really. Yeah, and then you get to see the some of the ones with the cool season stuff in it too. They have like a. Like a million bell and some other cool some pansies. Seeds. Yeah, like a pansy or just a, oh, okay. like a ranunculus or something weird in them. So they can yeah. be some interesting mixes that may half peter out by the yeah by the, time. By the heat by the heat right yeah. yeah. So we you know we all are all, all about down to earth practical advice uh, <laughs> here, and so we're pretty practical, and we are not afraid to tell you what not to do. No, exactly. You know, so we are not here pushing any product or anything like that. We just uh, know sometimes it's just better to wait, right? It is. It's just better to enjoy and and go out and visit garden centers and get that inspiration and see what's new and get your fix. Yeah. But but patience definitely. For sure. And I think sometimes people think that like especially people who want to try gardening, you know, get all keen and they go out and buy all that stuff really early and then it peters out and it won't bloom for them. And so that they think they've done something wrong. Right. Really. And uh, oh, I can't grow anything. I don't have a green thumb. And, you know, I hear that from clients all the time. And really, it's about the right plant in the right spot and, frankly, at the right time when it comes to spring. Yes. So those spring baskets, yeah, they're like, wow, right away. But it it really aren't, they aren't meant, unfortunately, uh, to last throughout the season. So it's better. Um, If you want to take them out of that and put them in a bigger container, you know, later on the season, Mm -hmm. yeah, that that would work if you want to. You want to do that, but uh, if you're going to buy that 10-inch pot that's blooming on May 10th, um, it's it's not going to be blooming in, on June 10th. <laughs> you <laughs> know, it. it really isn't, right? There's yeah. no room for soil anymore. There's no room for fertilizing. No. You know that type of thing. So, so we just want to. We're here. That's why we're here to kind of save you some uh, headaches. That's right. So. Yeah, and we've got some exciting shows. We're looking forward to the summer, aren't we? Uh, lots of new shows and new podcasts, and I'm excited about uh, uh, next week's show with Nikki. How about yes, you? Yes, same. So am I. Yeah. So am I. Um, we've had listeners request us to get her, so I'm do. so glad. Uh, so. That uh, and I believe her. She has a radio show, and it is launching. I believe this weekend. Oh, I noticed fantastic. on social media. So, uh, so yeah. So, with a big shout out to Nikki. And uh, she uh, teams up with a couple, I don't know if you're aware, a couple of other uh, horticulturalists, um, and they write a blog called Savvy Garden. Mm-hmm. So look for that. Um, and uh, uh, Jessica and Tara and Nikki, they got they cover the bases. From, uh, Jessica writes about insects. Um, Tara writes about raised vegetable gardens and, and different things. So they both write a lot of great stuff. Uh, so definitely uh, check them out. For sure. Uh, whether you are north or south of the border, they write a lot of uh, great uh, t- tips and tricks. Yes. So Excellent. that's good. Yeah. What else do we want everybody to know about the month of May? 
I, I think patience is our biggest one, right? Yep. That's Maybe fun. next year, May in the Garden will be Patience in the Garden show. That's, that's <laughs> it, May in the Garden. Patience in the Garden. That's right. That's, that's right. I take, I take some pictures. I mean, now's a really good time to see. Sometimes through the pictures, mm-hmm. um, you will, you'll get a different view of where you might have holes, where you, things might be too close together. Um, you know, I think now's yeah. a really good time. Um, w- as far as winter damage, like what if the, does that shrub keep getting damaged every winter? Is that where you're putting the salt? Maybe that shrub, instead of replacing it, maybe something else deciduous or that perennial sh- that dies back down to the ground should go there. Yep. So it's a really good time to kind of have a different look, you know, as you're trying to be patient to have a different look at the garden. Yes. Yeah. There's still lots to see. Mm-hmm. You can see all the bones of your garden for yeah. sure. Yep. Lots to see and lots to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late. Idea. Yeah. And not, it's not too late to call a landscape designer, a garden designer in your area. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so I've mentioned in some of those forums that I listen to. I'm amazed. Uh, you know, I guess I'm biased because I am a designer and I, and I love helping people. Um, so I, I find sometimes in the forums, you've got um, inexperienced gardeners asking for help for help from other inexperienced gardeners, right? Or new gardeners or that type of thing. And uh, it's really not that cost prohibitive to ask for help from a garden designer or go to your local nursery. They will have designers on staff as well. Mm -hmm. They can do in-store designs, that type of thing. I think the little bit of investment in that planning and getting some professional advice will save you hundreds of dollars over the next few years. Don't you agree? I mean, it really, I know firsthand, I mean, I got into this because we bought a house full of uh, perennials that I didn't know what to do with. And we rototilled them all, you know, and I wasted and bought all the wrong, you know, all these massive shrubs that, you know, grew to be too big. And then we had to take all of those out. So um, I really want to encourage everybody to consider that wherever you are, um, reach out uh, to a a local garden designer, landscape designer for some advice. They all, even the high end ones will have a, a, a low service you know or they'll know of somebody that will that will do a little consultation for you and give you some advice um don't you know i really do um what to plant where uh really long term what will get you the best seasonal interest for your gardens so really do want to encourage everybody i mean matt and i are here in the gta you can find us um if you need us (laughs) i'm at down to earth.ca with the number two and matthew you're naturalaffinitydesigns.ca that's right yeah so we're here um but we know our listeners are calling coming from all over and there are lots of qualified landscape designers um all over north america all over the world really yeah and you know what if you are listening and you're far away and you'd still like our help you know you can always send us an email with questions and pictures uh, through our sites. You we can love design them. dilemmas. Yeah, exactly. Write us here on the show, our design dilemmas. We're always open to your design dilemmas. You can always send pictures here to instudio101 at gmail.com. We can take a look and answer your mm-hmm. question uh, live uh, or not live. <laughs> That's and, right. Or uh, we'll get back to you. Or we can get back to you. It's up to you. But we're always here to uh, help. And, and you know what? We, like you said, down to earth tips, tricks, and advice. And we want you to be successful. Yes. That's that's our passion for the show. That's right. And I do so. want to mention, uh, I failed to mention this in the past, but on my website at downtoearth.ca, the number two, um, you can sign up for a seasonal tips guide. Yes, so yes. that, uh, you know, so spring, I cover spring, summer, basically the stuff we talk about here. But if you want to have a handy guide 
um, at your fingertips and please uh, sign up for that. You can find that right on the front page of my website and yes that'll you get you. Uh, I do a monthly newsletter as well, basically covering the same stuff that we talk about on the show. Um, yeah. So it just helps everybody know what to do in the, that month in the garden and what not to do. You got it. Exactly. And as always, don't forget, uh, check out the podcast. That's right. Check out your uh, Down the Garden Path on your favorite podcast provider. And uh, you can find all the tips, tricks, and advice from previous episodes and subject matter to uh, like, subscribe, and share. That's right. And uh, get your fill <laughs> while we be patient. That's right. And That's yeah. right. So, well, <laughs> we thank everybody. Thank you so much for being here and joining us once again down the garden path here on uh, Reality Radio 101. Bye, Matt. Bye, Joanne. <laughs> Bye, Gary. <laughs>